Welcome to the On the Air podcast, a companion to On the Air magazine, a bi-monthly magazine from ARRL for beginner to intermediate ham radio licensees. I'm your host, Steve Ford, WB8IMY. Every month, the On the Air podcast extends material found in On the Air magazine to help you learn about the many things the ham radio service and hobby have to offer. The On the Air podcast is sponsored by ICOM for the love of ham radio. The May-June 2022 issue puts a lot of emphasis on ARRL Field Day, which is coming up on June 25th and 26th. Field Day is one of the largest operating events in amateur radio, with thousands of amateurs participating from parks, farm fields, emergency operations, shelters, and even their own homes. Field Day may sound like a contest when you hear the activity over the air, but it's really an event intended to help hone your skills and prepare you to operate under emergency conditions if necessary. Paul Bork, N1SFE, is the ARRL Contest Program Manager, and among his many duties, he is what you might call the field day expert at ARRL headquarters. So, who better to speak on the topic of field day in particular and off-the-grid operating in general. Good afternoon, Paul. Hey, good afternoon, Steve. Thanks for having me on. We're here to talk about field day and everything beyond field day. But before we get really started here, for people who may not know, and there are some out there, what is field day? Well, field day is um, one of the most popular on-air events uh, held annually in the United States and Canada. So field day is, is, is an operating event not really a contest. Some people uh, kind of think of it as a contest, but Field Day is an operating event, and it's always held the, f- the fourth full weekend of June each year. And uh, just a, lot, a lot of people get on the air, and clubs, individuals get on the air and have a lot of fun. And quite a few people, too. As I understand it, it's literally thousands of people. Uh, we've, I think last year, over 40,000 individuals uh, participated in Field Day. So it's, it's a very, uh, very popular event. Wow, I should say so. Well, for a new ham, what sort of setup would they have to do to participate in Field Day? Does it have to be, for example, strictly uh, portable operation with a generator or a battery, or what can they do exactly? I, the, the classic definition of field day would probably be what you were describing as, you know, a portable setup somewhere in a, in a park or a field somewhere, you know, hence the, hence the name field day. But you can operate uh, field day from a home station or your, your car, mobile. Uh, so it doesn't necessarily have to be portable. But I think the classic definition of the field day event would be uh, groups and individuals, you know, going out and setting up at a temporary location in, uh, in a park somewhere or something like that. But you can also operate from home. It all depends on uh, which, what you have for your equipment and what you're comfortable with. If you operate from home, is it okay just to use your home station, in other words, your normal transceiver that you would always use and your regular antenna? I, you sure can. I, uh, the, the only the only um, stipulation is that is that uh, well, actually for all field day entries, we're limiting your power output to 100 watts. So you can't you know, turn on your amp and uh, run a, a kilowatt or anything like that. But you can use other than that, you can use all your home equipment, and there are plenty of different operating categories you can operate 
under depending on what your setup is, whether you're operating on uh, emergency power or commercial power off the street. So there are um, different operating categories, which are all are all uh, described in the in the rules for field day at arl.org/field-day. All the rules are there too. So uh, we can go over that probably a little bit uh, in detail a little bit later on. Now, what would happen? Uh, in fact, talking about the categories. If I just took my transceiver and went into the backyard with a battery and had it connected to a temporary antenna, what what is my category then? Well, that is, that is a, a lot of people have uh, very differing opinions on this, but what we consider that would be still would be a home station because you are still kind of within close proximity to uh, your your. Um, facilities in, in the house. In other words, you can step inside and either grab a drink or use the, use the, use the bathroom or something like that. So typically the portable operation is something you want to be away from your uh, regular operating location, regardless of whether you're just setting up in the, in the yard or actually inside your own shack. Okay. Well, what are the categories? Can you cover those briefly? Sure. Th- sure. There are, there are Five main categories. I think that would would be applicable to um, to uh, what we're talking about here. So, uh, and th- those are defined by a letter. So there's class. E. Well, we have A through E, um, which we're going to talk about here. There's also class F, which is an emergency operations center, which uh, we're probably not really discussing in the context of uh, this conversation. But class A would be a club or or uh, or any group of three or more people. And then and this means not just operators, but anybody who is participating that are set up specifically for field day. In other words, not a permanent station location. This is a portable setup using temporary antennas and power supplies and everything else for field day. So that's a class A. So that's a group or non-club group of three or more uh, uh, participants. And then there's also class B, which is also a portable uh, setup, which is one or two uh, operators or uh, or participants, and again, that is normally at a location that is not your regular station location. Okay. And those those classes you can operate either on um, full, on temporary power or you know a generator or battery or whatever you want. Or there also are provisions for those groups to be operating on commercial power should that be available. Um, typically, those are on. Um, are temporary setups that are normally not operated on uh, commercial power. The objective, of course, is to make simply as many contacts as possible. Correct? Yeah, th- that that is the that is the the objective. And also, field day is not only just an operating event; it's also uh, some groups and individuals consider it an em- emergency operating exercise. In other words, if uh, the communication systems in your area were to go down. You know, you, you can demonstrate that you can operate in a, in an emergency situation away from your regular uh, location and uh, using emergency power as well. I know that some groups are really intense about field day, where others treat it more like a social event, don't they? Well, yeah, it's you know some some groups really kind of look at it more as a contest. Other other ones are it's more of a social event. It could be a you know a camp out, a, a picnic. Just a just an opportunity for for the groups to get together and and have fun and and really just get out there and get on the air and uh, you know it's all it's it's all really what you make it. 
Oh, yeah. Some people set up grills and cook and uh, <laughs> have all sorts of entertainment going on. And the uh, the amateur radio activity is sort of in the background. Right, right. And, and you know, it's so it, it all it all depends on really what what you're what you're looking to do. Um, it, it really is. Uh, it can it can be something very simple, just a couple of people in, in and in a radio and, you know, an antenna set up in a park or it could be a, a a whole big event or it could just be you by yourself right right as well so you know so i know you, you were kind of um we we're discussing uh when we we're preparing for this about you know talking about field day for the for for beginners so uh you know there's a couple things that you need to be i mean we were talking about classes of operation i think we got away from that uh, there are a couple more that you can operate too when you're operating from again i mentioned mobile before uh, so that would be like a typical setup in your car, your your radio and antennas, everything mounted on your vehicle. So you can also do that too. So several um, you know, we get several entries every year that people are operating mobile. So you have that opportunity as well too. And then then uh, we discussed before you can operate from your home again using your home shack, whether you're on emergency or commercial power. If you are operating from home on commercial power, you would be a Class D Delta station. And if you're operating on emergency power, you'd be Class E emergency power. And you would have to be running on emergency power for the entire field day period. So you can't flip-flop back and forth and make a few contacts on a battery and then call yourself emergency power. You'd have to be totally off of commercial power to be uh, a Class E station. Sure. Well, now, when you touched on mobile, that brought something to mind uh, that probably should uh, be mentioned. And that is that FM repeater contacts... Do not qualify, correct? Yeah, for for your for the the contact points you'll get for field day repeater repeater contacts are are prohibited. Uh, so you really want to be making contacts direct to the other station. And uh, you know, with the with the proliferation of the uh, shack in a box rigs uh, like the uh, HF plus the VHF UHF radios, there are plenty of uh, mobile stations that can operate not just on the, in the uh, two meters or or four forty uh, VHF bands. But you can also operate on all the HF bands as well, too. So you almost have a full, complete station that's uh, that's on wheels. And you have your choice of modes as well. I mean, you can operate single sideband, CW, uh, various digital modes, uh, whatever strikes your fancy, right? Yeah. So, so you, you can you can work you can work a station when you're working um, for points for contacts. You can work a station on either uh, Morse code CW. Uh, single sideband or any of the phone modes or a digital mode once on any of on, on on the same band. So you could work them three times: once on phone, once on CW, and once on digital on each band. What would be your preference, Paul? If you had a kind of a low-profile field day station, by that I mean just oh maybe 50 watts to a wire antenna out in a park somewhere, but you still wanted to work as many stations as you could, what mode would you choose? Well, I, I, well, personally, I, I prefer, I prefer, I prefer phone. It's just, that's just my preference. Um, again, that's just a personal preference. A, a, lot, a lot of stations like to use the, uh, the digital modes, particularly FT4 and FT8, because they can, uh, work signals, signals down well into the noise that you can't copy on, on phone or even CW in some cases. So, uh, some people prefer using the digital modes just because they can really dig out signals deep into the noise that you normally wouldn't hear. Um, again, a, a simple setup would would be just a you know just uh, well, I have a 
a portable station set up for contesting that has a battery. I, I have a pre-charged battery in my radio and just a simple antenna, and you can throw a simple wire antenna on a tree and be on the air within minutes. Absolutely. Well, this gets into a more expanded discussion, really, when we depart field day and really think about operating outdoors in general or off the grid, whatever you want to call it. And I'm thinking specifically now, Paul, of uh, activities like parks on the air, summits on the air, that sort of thing. Uh, Field day really uh, kind of prepares you for that, doesn't it? Well, yeah, it it certainly does. I mean, a lot of, I know a lot of participants who do field day are also activating a parks on the air or a summits on the air at the same time. They actually are trying to trying to kind of do both things at the same time because they're going out and you know heading up to a to a hilltop for a summits on the air or out to a park and activating a park on the air. They're trying you know to them it's very similar because they're you know again setting up portable in a in a, in a park or a, or a summit somewhere and being totally off the grid. So not only I not only I don't think field day is not only a a practice for uh, parks on the air or summits on the air exercise, but it's also the other way around. It's too as well. Some some stations will you know have been doing parks on the air for quite a while, and now they're ready for field day. They have all their all their equipment together. It's all ready to go and and set up really quickly and and get on the air as, as efficiently as you can. And you can get on the air field day parks on the air whatever with really relatively simple equipment, can't you? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, again, with the, uh, you know, I mentioned earlier with the, uh, you know, the, the, the such a variety of smaller radios on the air, even a little, uh, you know, very low power or QRP rigs um, that are available or even the HF plus uh, VHF, UHF radios. You really need, you know, basically one radio and something to power it with and, and an antenna. And again, an antenna could be something as simple as a, as a, as a wire hung up in a tree. And of course, power is always the joker in the deck. In other words, how do you how yeah. do you power it? How do you are you using solar power? Are you using your car battery? You know, what are you doing? Again, it's, it all depends on what your setup is. I mean, I had for years have been I, I did a lot of VHF contesting. I had never did a field day on my own, but I, I did a lot of VHF kind. And now you should always run off the car battery. But what you also have to worry about that is you want to make sure you don't deplete your car battery to the point where you're stranded. Um, now there's a lot of uh, uh, retailers that sell uh, rechargeable battery boxes that you can you know, charge up a battery and have and some of these smaller rigs have several hours of, of uh, operating time on, on a battery does, you know, can carry in with you. They're small, they're light, and they're pretty easy to set up as well. I'm embarrassed to admit it, but I actually did strand myself one time. Uh, no, really, in exactly that way, I was doing a parks on the air operation, was running my radio from my car battery, which wasn't in the best of shape anyway. It was an old battery. And suddenly, well, not all that suddenly, about an hour later, I thought, well, okay, time to move to a new location, put the key in the ignition, and nothing. I had oh. come completely drained my battery uh fortunately my wife was able to come over at another automobile and use the proverbial jumper cables and get me started yeah. but uh i've never forgotten after that and and sometimes you have to be careful that you, you a lot of times you don't even realize how how uh, how little uh your your how little oomph your car battery has and how how little time you can you know get out of it before you're having trouble starting a vehicle again 
So I, I know you do some parks on the air activations too. So I, I, I think you have some experience in doing the portable operations too. So did, did you, did you end up having getting a, one of those portable batteries or a solar panel or something? Actually, I tend to operate parks on the air from locations that I can drive to where there's a parking lot. And frankly, Paul, uh, since I'm using really compromised antennas, and by that I mean smaller antennas, I tend to prefer to run as much power as I can get away with, you know, 100 watts, let's say. To do that, then, I'm connected directly to the car battery with the engine on. <laughs> sure. Okay. So you're, you're basically using the car as a generator. Yeah, you well, exactly that. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. So I, I, I had uh, my setup now that I'm working on, I haven't, I haven't done, done it as a, a station on EHF bands or an, an anything like a parks on the air, but for some VHF contesting, I have a small, uh, a small battery hooked up to the radio. So I'm running it totally independent off the vehicle. So that way then I'm not dependent on having the key on or, or any sort of, uh, I've been finding what you experience with that is you get noise from the electronics in the vehicle. Sometimes will interfere with your uh, reception. So that's right. I, I tried, I, I've, I'm working on getting my, uh, my portable station set up for, uh, for easier deployment, and every time I every time I set it up and break it down, I'm I'm learning a new thing. So each each time I do this, it's it's becoming easier and easier, and I'm learning I'm learning things. And that's really uh, to a large extent what Field Day is about as well is the learning process. Sure, we mentioned before about uh, you know this is this is about uh, a new ham or maybe a first time Field Day operator, maybe not necessarily a new ham, but you know you need to ask yourself. Uh, you know what? What are you looking? What are you looking to do uh, for field day? I mean, you could you could get together with a uh, a seasoned group of uh, field day participants who set up every year in a park, and there are ways that you can find that if you go to our uh, our field day webpage. There's a field day station locator, and you can find a group near you. Uh, so if you're you're unsure of what you want to do for field day, and you don't want to necessarily do it by yourself, you can always get together with a group of uh, of hams that are setting up and then they invite the public to these events and um, many groups set up stations so that uh, newer or inexperienced hams can operate their stations and provide an opportunity to get on and uh, operate on bands and modes that you you know are new to you so if you're relatively new to uh, field day or to the hobby in general uh, you can um, <laughs> you can find experienced operators who are more than willing to help uh, show you the ropes you bet well this is excellent information paul thank you very much Okay, yeah, you're, you're, you're welcome, Steve. It's a pleasure. I hope you've enjoyed this episode, which took a deeper dive into material from the May-June 2022 issue of On the Air magazine. Listen next month, and we'll have a brand new issue to talk about. In the meantime, feel free to send comments about On the Air to ota at arrl.org Read our blog at arrl.org forward slash OTA hyphen blog or learn more about ARRL membership at arrl.org. Until next time, I'm Steve Ford, WB8IMY 73.